0: You're listening to The World in My Eyes. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Hello, Renegade Talk Radio Atlanta, and welcome to another episode of The World in My Eyes. I am still your naughty mistress with the mostis, the melodic goddess, and the deviant diva, naughty Nicole Delacroix. And before we get started today, I do want to remind all you naughty, naughty listeners out there that if you're searching for some real naughtiness on the internet, then your destination should be our sponsor, Adam and Eve Toys. And by being a renegade listener, well, they're going to give you one hell of a deal. Use special offer code BABE69, that's B-A-B-E-69, and you're going to get 50% off of one item, free shipping, free shipping. They're going to throw in three choice adult movies to get you in the mood and a very special renegade listener only gift. And let me tell you this, the folks over at Adam and Eve Toys really do know how to treat you right. So make sure you head on over there today and pick out something really, really naughty for yourself. Also, don't forget, the Renegade Talk Radio Network is growing every single day. We've got a brand new website, so make sure that you've got it bookmarked. And check out all the fascinating and provocative shows that are on our website. We've got Deep Insight into Conspiracies with Everly Isby, Entrepreneurship and Business with Heather Havenwood, and as always, Hilarity and Hijinks with Richie and our very own Sammy the Sausage Man. And you can still check out my other show, Big Trouble in Little Vagina, where we strive to become, well, better partners, better lovers, and, well, better people in general. And don't forget, we have so much more great talk radio on its way to you, so make sure you're checking back daily, because I promise you this, you don't want to miss what's coming up next. And for those of you out there that maybe need a little break from talk radio, shame on you! No, that's Okay you can check out Sky Pilot Radio, playing the best of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And the link will be below. Yes, below, because we all like to be below. All right, my dear listeners, I know this is going to be a little bit strange for you, mostly because I usually post on Wednesdays. And for the most part, I try to be on topic But with the election happening this Tuesday, and not really knowing who is going to win because, you know, I left my psychic ball at home, I decided I was going to go ahead and record my show early and focus on something, well, a little less, well, depressing. So on today's episode of The World in My Eyes, there's one story I'm going to bring up, and then we're going to spend the rest of the time focusing on something a little bit more inspirational. And with all the speculation and hoopla being tossed around for this election season, it only seemed fitting that we use today's show to focus on women. At this moment, it's actually Tuesday, and I have no clue who is winning or who has won the presidential election. I'm only sure of one thing, and I believe that the clever buggers over at Merriam-Webster's Twitter page summed it all up all too perfectly. Now, if you didn't see it, well, they updated their Twitter header in honor of the election. And what did they put, you ask? Well, they decided the most appropriate word possible. Götterdämmerung. Now, for those of you that are not up on your German, it's vaguely translated as Twilight of the Gods, but it's actually supposed to be translated from the Norse for Ragnarok, and for those Marvel fans, fans that are waiting for Ragnarok to come up, you know exactly what Ragnarok means. But in case you don't, and you need the English meaning, well, that's where the geniuses over at Merriam-Webster really shine, as they offered the meaning as a collapse, as of a society or regime, marked by catastrophic violence and disorder. And these clever brainiacs are perfectly on point with their interpretation. We clearly are experiencing Goddardamerung. And when we wake up tomorrow, or I guess if you're listening to this on Wednesday today, time travel, it's so much fun. We will have an aftermath that we got to clean up after. And I hate to say it, but the crazy did start early on Super Tuesday. And that's kind of where the first story of the day is making its way out of the depths of the New York subway system, where a woman shoved an unsuspecting traveler off a New York City subway platform into the path of an approaching train late Monday afternoon, which, of course, killed the victim instantly as the bystanders watched in horror. The victim, who was also a woman, was pushed onto the tracks as a southbound number one train pulled into the Times Square station roughly around 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the victim was pronounced dead on the scene shortly thereafter. Well, you know, because there was pieces everywhere. Witnesses immediately alerted police officers who apprehended the suspect in the station. Now, neither the victim nor the suspect was immediately identified by authorities. But, What happened was just tragic, and in one of the city's largest and busiest subway stations. The victim was standing on the platform when the suspect, wearing a pink shirt and scarf, lunged at her. Two hours after the incident, emergency responders were still working to remove the woman's body from the tracks and resume subway service at the station before peak evening commuting hours. Investigators were reviewing surveillance video and interviewing witnesses to determine any motive. Many of those who saw the attack were visibly shaken. Some witnesses said the victim and the suspect were involved in a dispute before the fatal shove, but it wasn't immediately clear whether the women even knew each other. Dozens of people are hit by New York City subway trains every year, although most of those incidents are accidental, at least according to the Metropolitan Transit Authority who, seem, who operates the system. And with this story still weighing quite heavily on my mind, I decided that instead of tearing women down, instead of falling victim to the same nonsense that surrounds stories like this, I would instead... Use my time wisely and try to celebrate the brave, bright, kick ass ladies that put themselves on the line in their own way to make a difference. So today we're talking about women, but not just any women. No, we're talking about women who have changed the world. Now, this list is going to be filled with famous and influential women from women's right activists, poets, and writers musicians, politicians, humanitarians, and scientists. So for all the ladies in your life and all the ladies out there, we can do anything we set our minds to. And this is just a little reminder of what women can do. And we're going to start at the beginning with Sappho. As early as 570 BC, she was one of the first published female writers Most of her poetry has been lost, but her immense reputation has remained. And Plato even referred to Sappho as one of the great Ten Poets. Moving on to Cleopatra. Everybody remembers Cleopatra, and apparently we were all Cleopatra in a previous lifetime. But she was the last Ptolemaic ruler of Egypt. Cleopatra sought to defend Egypt from the expanding Roman Empire, In doing so, she formed relationships with two of Rome's most powerful leaders, Mark Anthony and Julius Caesar, although I'm guessing those were bad breakups, if you ask me. Moving on to Mary Magdalene. Now, of course, accounts from the Gospels and other sources suggest Mary Magdalene was one of Jesus' most devoted followers, and, depending on which train of thought you follow, they also portray her as a prostitute. Mary Magdalene stood near Jesus at his crucifixion and was the first to see his resurrection. Sounds pretty inspirational in my book. But let's continue our journey, and let's move on to the 1st century AD and talk about Boudica. Now if you've never heard the name before, I have to say, I'm ashamed of you. Now I've heard this name many times, so I actually think of her as quite the inspiration. Boudica was actually a very inspirational leader of the Britons. She led several tribes in revolt against the Roman occupation. Initially successful, her army of a hundred thousand sacked Colchester and then London. Now her army was later defeated, but she managed to hold the, the Romans at bay. Not many women can say that. <laughs> then we have Hildegard of Bingen. Now, this was around the 1100 or so. She was a mystic, an author, and a composer. Hildegard of Bingen lived a very withdrawn life, spending most of her time behind convent walls. However, her writings, poetry, and music were revelatory for the time period. She was consulted by popes, kings, and most of the influential people of her time, all from behind convent walls. And her writings and music have influenced many people to this day. Moving further on, we'll talk about Eleanor of Aquitaine, the very first queen of France. Now, two of her sons, Richard and John, went on to become kings of England. Educated, beautiful, and highly articulate, Eleanor influenced the politics of Western Europe through her alliances and influences over her own sons. And one that is a little bit off the beaten path, but let's talk about Joan of Arc, the patron saint of France. Joan of Arc inspired a French revolt against the occupation of the English in the 1400s. She was an unlikely heroine at the age of only 17, and she was quite small. In fact, the diminutive Joan successfully led the French to victory at Orleans. Her later trial and martyrdom only heightened her mystique and her story. But let's move on to the subcontinent, and Mirabai, who was an Indian mystic and poet. Mirabai was born into a privileged Hindu family in the, 14, the 1490s, but she forsook the expectations of a princess instead and spent her time as a mystic and devo- devotee of Krishna. She helped revitalize the tradition of bhakti, or devotional yoga, in India back in the 1500s. And, leading us out of the 1500s and into the 16s, is Saint Teresa of Avila. She was a Spanish mystic, poet, and Carmelite reformer. Saint Teresa of Avila lived through the Spanish Inquisition, but avoided being placed on trial despite her mystical revelations. She helped to reform the tradition of Catholicism and steer the religion away from fanaticism. All right, my dear sweet listeners, we're just getting started with our inspirational talk today. And before we get too far into it, we need to take a moment and maybe visit one of our sponsors. Maybe check out a little bit of music. You're listening to The World in My Eyes, and I am still Naughty Nicole. And this is Renegade Talk Radio Atlanta. So meet me back here after the break. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Hello Renegade Nation. It's naughty Nicole here from Big Trouble and Little Vagina. And I have something very special to talk to you about. Are you lonely? Do you want somebody that you can hang out with? Maybe some friends with benefits? Maybe a little lover that you could take in the evening? Or maybe you're more interested in a serious girlfriend or boyfriend? Maybe even marriage? No, nobody's interested in that. Maybe you're just looking for somebody that you can hang out with and have a good time with and somebody who thinks the way you do or talks the way that you do and you're tired of all those dating sites out there. Well, let me tell you, it is my great pleasure to introduce to you RenegadeMatch.com. That's right, Renegade Nation, We've got a whole new dating website made just for the renegade in you to help you find that other half of the perfect life. Check out RenegadeMatch.com now. And welcome back, my Renegade Nation. If you're just tuning in, this is still the world in my eyes, and I am still Naughty Nicole. And today, we're looking at some badass women in history. And we have a pretty badass sponsor, if you didn't already know it, in Adam and Eve Toys. They have a vast selection of adult toys, movies, and oh, so much more. So, if you're looking for something very special, then head on over to Adam and Eve Toys, because they will treat you right. And don't forget, Use offer code BABE 69 to get that special renegade deal. But let's jump back into our topic at hand, and those one-of-a-kind women throughout history. And picking up where we left off in the 1500s, we're talking about Catherine de' Medici. Now, a lot of people know the Medicis because, well, Leonardo. But Catherine de' Medici was born in Florence, Italy, and she was married to the King of France at the age of 14, she was involved in interminable political machinations, seeking to increase the power of her favored sons, and that kind of led to the disastrous St. Bartholomew's Day massacre. But other than that, she was a pretty influential lady. Which brings us to another queen Elizabeth I, Queen of England. During a time of great economic and social change, she saw England cemented, cemented as a Protestant country. During her reign, she witnessed the defeat of the Spanish Armada, leaving Britain to later become one of the world's dominant superpowers. And speaking of some pretty fabulous queens, let's talk about Catherine the Great. Now, she was one of the greatest political leaders of the 18th century. Catherine the Great was said to have played an important role in improving the lot of the Russian serfs. She placed great emphasis on the arts and helped to submit Russia as one of the dominant countries in Europe. Alright, enough about some queens. I do love my queens, but let's talk about Mary Wollstonecraft. Now, you may not recognize the name, but she is an English author from the 18th century and Wollstonecraft wrote the most significant book in the early feminist movement. Her tract, A Vindication of the Rights of Women, laid down a clear moral and practical basis for extending human and political rights to women. She was a true pioneer in the struggle for female suffrage. And speaking of great English authors, let's talk about the best, Jane Austen. She's one of the most popular female authors and wrote several novels which remain incredibly popular today. Those include Pride and Prejudice, Emma, and Northanger Abbey. Jane Austen wrote at a time when female writers were not so high profile and she helped pave the way for future writers like myself. Margaret Fuller is another influential lady, this time moving to the shores of America. That's right, Margaret Fuller was an American woman's rights advocate. Her book, Women in the 19th Century, which was published in 1845, was influential in changing perceptions about men and women, and was one of the most important early feminist work. She argued for equality and women being more self-dependent and less dependent on men and another great woman writer, Harriet Beecher Stowe. Now, she was a lifelong anti-slavery campaigner, and her novel, Uncle Tom's Cabin, was a bestseller and helped to popularize the anti-slavery campaign. Abraham Lincoln would later remark her books were a major factor behind the American Civil War. Not many ladies can say that. Let's talk about Elizabeth Cady Stanton. She was an American social activist and a leading figure in the early women's right movement. She was a key figure in helping create the early women's suffrage movement in the United States. She was also the principal author of Declaration of Sentiments, which was published in 1848. But, you know, I do love my queens, and we gotta go back to the queens. And we're talking about Queen Victoria this time. Of course, the great British queen she presided over one of the largest empires ever seen. Queen Victoria was the head of state from 1837 to 1901, and she sought to gain an influence in British politics whilst remaining aloof from the party politics. She came to symbolize a whole era of values. Guess what? They called them Victorian. But let's talk about Florence Nightingale. And a lot of people make the mistake of thinking Florence Nightingale was a, was an American. She was not. She was British. In fact, she was a British nurse. And by serving in the Crimean War, Florence Nightingale was instrumental in changing the role and perception of the nursing profession. Her dedicated service won widespread admiration and led to a significant improvement in the treatment of wounded soldiers. Now. I know we talk about a lot of Brits, but this time we're going to talk about some Americans. And Susan B. Anthony, an American campaigner against slavery and for the promotion of women's and workers' rights. She began campaigning within the temperance movement, and this convinced her of the necessity for women to have the vote. She toured the United States giving countless speeches on the subjects of human rights and one of my personal favorites, Emily Dickinson. One of America's greatest poets, Emily Dickinson lived most of her life in seclusion. Her poems were published posthumously and received widespread literary praise for their bold and unconventional style. Her poetic style left a significant legacy on 20th century poetry. Then we'll talk about Elizabeth Blackwell. Now, Elizabeth Blackwell was born in Britain and was the first woman to receive a medical degree in America and the very first woman to be on the UK Medical Register. Blackwell helped to break down social barriers, enabling women to be accepted as doctors. Then we have Millicent Fawcett. She was a leading suffragist and campaigner for equal rights for women. She led Britain's biggest suffrage organization, the nonviolent NUWSS, and played a key role in getting women the vote. And she also helped found Newnham College in Cambridge. Then we have Emmeline Pankhurst. She was a British suffragette, and Emily Pankhurst dedicated her life to the promotion of women's rights. She explored all avenues of protest, including violence, public demonstration, and hunger strikes. Now, she died in 1928, three weeks before law giving all women over 21 the right to vote. All right, enough of these suffragists. Let's talk about Marie Curie, Madame Curie. She was a Polish-French scientist and was the first woman to receive the Nobel Prize— and the first person to win the Nobel Prize for two separate categories. Her first award was for research in radioactivity, or physics, 1903. Her second Nobel Prize was for chemistry in 1911. A few years later, she also helped develop the very first X-ray machine. Then we've got Emily Murphy, and she was the first woman magistrate in the British Empire, In 1927, she joined forces with four other Canadian women who sought to challenge the old Canadian law that said women should not be counted as persons. And guess what? She won. Then we'll talk about Rosa Luxemburg. And if that sounds familiar, guess what? It is! She was a Polish-German Marxist revolutionary. Rosa Luxemburg sought to bring social revolution to Germany. She wrote fiercely against German imperialism and for international socialism. In 1919, she was murdered after a failed attempt to bring about a communist revolution in Germany. Then we have Helena Rubinstein, an American businesswoman. And Helena Rubinstein formed one of the very first world's cosmetic companies. Her business enterprise proved immensely successful, and later in life, she used her enormous wealth to support charitable enterprises in the field of education, art, and health. Then we have Helen Keller, an American social activist, who at the age of 19 months, Helen became deaf and blind. Overcoming the frustration of losing both sight and hearing, she campaigned tirelessly on behalf of deaf and blind people and one of my personal heroes, Coco Chanel, the French fashion designer. She was one of the most innovative fashion designers and was instrumental in defining feminine style and dress during the 20th century. Her ideas were revolutionary. In particular, she often took traditionally male clothes and redesigned them for the benefit of women. Then we have Eleanor Roosevelt wife and political aide of American President F.D. Roosevelt. In her own right, Eleanor made a significant contribution to the field of human rights, a topic that she campaigned upon throughout her life. As head of United Nations Human Rights Commission, she helped to draft the 1948 UN Declaration of Human Rights. Then we have Annie Besant, a British campaigner for social justice, an advocate of women's rights, and a later member of the Theosophists Society. And she actively campaigned for Indian independence. Now let's change gears and talk about some fun people and some actresses. How about Katherine Hepburn? Of course, she was an American actress, an iconic figure of 20th century film. Katharine Hepburn won four Oscars and received over 12 Oscar nominations. Her lifestyle was unconventional for the time, and through her acting and life, she helped redefine traditional views of women's roles in society. Then we have Simone de Beauvoir, a French existentialist philosopher Simone developed a close personal and intellectual relationship with Jean-Paul Sartre. Her book, The Second Sex, depicted the traditions of sexism that dominated society and history, and it was a defining book of the feminist movement. Then, we can never speak of fabulous women without talking about Mother Teresa. She was an Albanian nun, and she did a lot of charity work. She devoted her life to the service of the poor and the dispossessed, Mother Teresa became a global icon for selfless service to others. Through her Missionary of Charities organization, she personally cared for thousands of sick and dying people in Calcutta. She was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize in 1979. Then we have Dorothy Hodgkin, who is a British chemist. Now, Hodgkin was awarded the Nobel Prize for her work on critical discoveries of the structure of both penicillin and insulin. These discoveries led to significant improvements in health care. An outstanding chemist, Dorothy also devoted a large section of her life to the peace movement and promoting nuclear disarmament. And we have to talk about another great American, Rosa Parks, an American civil rights activist. Rosa Parks' refusal to give up her bus seat in Montgomery, Alabama, indirectly led to some of the most significant civil rights legislation of American history. Of course, she sought to play down her own role in the civil rights struggle, but she is still a fierce American. And there are so many other women that we could talk about, and honestly, I could go on and on for hours about the fabulous women that have come before and the fabulous women that are now, but we've run out of time. And we've come to the end of our episode, and I thank you for joining me today, all you fabulous ladies out there, and you equally fabulous men. I hope you enjoyed today's topic, and remember, I would always love to hear from you. You can still find me at my website, www.nicole-delacroix.com, or on Twitter at at Nicole Delacroix. And if you're enjoying my little tete-a-tetes, then make sure you pick up a copy of my book, Sexual Confessional, Confidential Admissions from Social Media. It's available now on Amazon.com and all other major booksellers. Now, that's our time, and I do want to thank you for joining me here on Renegade Talk Radio Atlanta, and don't forget to tune in next time. Until then, remember, every cataclysm is welcomed by somebody. There is always someone to rejoice at disaster and see in it the prospect of a new beginning and a better world. See you next time, my precious little Venus. We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.